Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. In today's episode, one of the longest episodes we've recorded of the Legion Lifestyle so far, I sit down with good friend and traditional bow hunter, Michael Glantz, as we discuss being a disciple of a different discipline. We talk heavily on fitness, nutrition, and mental health here, but there are so many different avenues of life that you can apply discipline to, and this is going to be an episode all about one of them and how the trade-offs of traditional bow hunting can apply to bodybuilding or your nutrition or your mental health or whatever it is that you are passionate about doing. So buckle up and let's get into the show. Men and women of the Legion, welcome to Legion Lifestyle. Together, we can grow the Legion. Together, we can change the world. Together, we can unlock our true potential. Now, how do we do that? By sharing the show, by spreading the word about our mission to leave the world better than we found it, by inspiring you to live the Legion lifestyle. That is the way of the Legion. Welcome to Legion Lifestyle. I'm your host, Dean. Joining me today is a special guest, Mitchell Glantz. Hey, how's it going, everybody? How are you doing, man? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So on the show, we talk a lot about discipline. It's one of my favorite words. And we usually tie it to our nutrition, our fitness, and, and mentality as far as trying to get things done, build healthy habits, and getting that routine down that you need to do to live this kind of lifestyle. But what we don't tie into a lot is things outside of our own disciplines because me, Randy, Megan, and several people I have had on as guests so far are all in the same world of that kind of fitness and, and uh, lifestyle mentality. But you bring in something different. You're an electrician, and more importantly, you are a huge traditional bow hunter. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about that and about your disciplines? Yeah, I mean, basically, um, you know, anybody that's dedicated to their craft, uh, be it nutrition, weightlifting, bodybuilding, uh, you know, underwater basket weaving we all have a discipline and that's what i respect about any anybody that puts 110 percent into their uh craft and for me discipline in the traditional bow hunting is uh it's it's not as easy we don't use sights we don't have let off we don't have a lot of things that can help us um with shot shot placement and all that because there is no sights it's all either gap style shooting or instinctive like I shoot. So we have to practice more. Yeah. And and it's not pick your bow up bow up in September, shoot a couple arrows at a pie plate and say, I'm good. This is a 365, 24 seven. You know, I have a range in my house. And I'm shooting three, four times a week, at least four to eight arrows. I'll I'll rotate bows. I have a hunting bow that runs like 47, 48 pounds at my draw. And then I'll pick up a heavier bow and shoot that bow as well to help with my form and build muscle. Um, shooting long bows and recurves, since there is no let off, we have to shoot more. Now, for those listening, well, what exactly is let off? Like, uh, Explain the bow a little bit. Okay, so basically there's compound bows, which have wheels and cams. More or less, they're cams now. They're used to called wheels back when they first got invented in the 60s, 70s. Um, so then... The string engages this cam, and then when the cam actions, it creates let off. And these newer bows are 80, 85% let off. So basic math, you pull a 100-pound bow, 85% let off, you're holding 15. Yeah, so basically when you're at, at full draw, yeah. you know, you're, you don't have the same weight 
Whereas like yeah. the traditional stuff, you, traditional, you have that full tension all exactly. the time. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, and that's the biggest difference. Compound guys can and girls uh, can hold a bow. Um, say that that deer is going to come into a shooting window eventually. Well, they may be able to hold that bow for a minute or two. I've seen guys on videos like holding their bows for two minutes and still execute a well-placed shot. I can't do that. I'm not going to pull back my 50-pound bow that has zero let off and hold it for two minutes. So I have to, you know, take a risk of knowing when to pull that bow back to engage the, you know, engage the deer or turkey as it may be. Yeah. Um, and like you said, what you, there, you don't have any sights on the bow. No sights. So it's all just kind of, how do you, how do you aim it then? Um, my best way to describe it is, uh, if you can throw a baseball, you can shoot a stick bow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a hand eye coordination. Like, can you, could you just go grab a 12 year old kid and say, Hey, I need you to throw that ball to that kid 30 feet away. And you're not going to tell him, all right, all right, we're going to let go, you know, three quarters through your throw. You're going to let go while just looking like, you're just going to say, Hey, throw the ball to that kid. And that kid's brains is going to process that and send it. Yeah. And that's basically another reason why we do have to shoot more often um, is because we just have to keep that mental practice strong. And, and that's one thing I like about it is, is the mental ability of me just grabbing a bow. And I, I am very fortunate to have decent coordination in this. Like I can call fun shots. Like, Hey guys, I'm going to shoot the back of that guy's arrow and I'll be like a half inch off at like 20 yards. Yeah. But then other times I can't hit a pop can at 15. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. And so um, that's always kind of a big thing for me. So it just comes down to the whole thing of, of more instinct than yep, an more instinct. instrument. Yep, exactly. And, yep. you know, you can tune up arrows and stuff. But the, basically, if, you're have, if you can't shoot it, you're not going to have a – you're not going to hit. Uh, compounds can recover. There's a – oh, I'm lost for words for the – Forgiveness, forgiveness of the bow is a big thing. Uh, a lot of these companies have really built these bows to be forgiving. Um, Matthews, PSE, Hoyt, Bowtech are like the main brands out there compound wise. And they've all done really well with efficiency and forgiveness. Like you torque your wrist at the sh time of shot and it doesn't amplify it like it would with a stick bow because there's, this is tuned out of it and they shoot drop away rests now. So there's like two, hundreds of a second of arrow contact time at the time of release. Yeah. So basically for that, like this, there's an arrow rest holding the arrow up. And then as you shoot, it just drops out of the way by the time the fletching goes by. So it doesn't have that ride time. Like on my bow, that arrow is literally off that shelf the entire on the shelf the entire time it goes past. So anything I do at shot or three tenths of a second after is all going to be put onto that arrow. Yeah, and I so, think that's a, exactly why I was wanting to have you talk about the discipline of it, because just like lifting weights and building those habits and everything, you you have to constantly practice it. Yes. And that's just like with everything that we preach is, and whether it's bow hunting or weightlifting or whatever it is that you are passionate about in you know, something like that, like you have to work at it to be good yeah. and you have to build the discipline behind it to be able to execute a shot because, you know, something like that, there's a lot more uh, room for error and yeah, for a lot sure. more ways to mess, mess something up 
and you know, because I, I scroll through your Instagram and you have some pretty impressive uh, hunts that you've gone and done. And thanks, yeah, you know, a no, lot it's of, been, uh, been very fortunate. Work yeah. hard and work hard, play hard. Yes, yeah. that's, that's literally all I do. Yeah, yeah, you got, <laughs> got the good job for the, for yeah. the fun, for yeah. fun hunts. That's actually why I became like a union electrician. Was the time off availability and the pay? Yeah, and and that in itself takes a lot of discipline to, oh, to be able to years. do. Yeah, oh, I know. I did. I did one. Yeah, <laughs> and it, well, and it's actually I think worse for the next generation electricians is uh is gonna be a whole different avenue just because of the technology changing and this, how the schools are even being taught. Yeah, um, they're gonna have a, a um your standard blue collar kid that just wants to you know, wire stuff up and stuff. He's just going to have a little bit, I think more of a struggle that he's going to have to discipline himself. You know, if he wasn't good in school, you're going to discipline yourself and better be good at school. Yeah. And that's exactly why I, because I think it's said on the show before, but I, I was a, a union electrician for about, about a year, give or take. Yeah. And, but that's, that's exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that is how we might, I mean, I yeah. think we started talking because you came in the bar, yeah, that I worked yeah, at. and then I was like, "Hey, I know that big yeah. guy over there." Yeah, you worked at, uh, at the same company, right? Acme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you ran into you. You were the was that the FedEx job? Yeah, the UPS yeah, yeah. Job? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the time, I was kind of advertising my gunsmithing a little bit more. And, yeah, and uh, but yeah, because that was just I was at the time, uh, you know, very unhappy with that was just that transition period, um, trying to basically recorrect my the course of my own life and be someone different. And yeah, because I was trying to build my discipline with my fitness because bodybuilding had just kind of become a thing that I really wanted to build into. And so it was just like a little too much disciplines colliding. And so it's like that just didn't really do it for me. But for, you know, it sounds like it's working out perfect for you. Yeah, no. And yeah, and it's hard to put a lot of disciplines in, especially when you want to give 110% to several things and I don't think the schooling needed, I don't think it needs 110%, but like to be really good at bodybuilding, you need 110%. Yeah. You know, you got to dial in nutrition. You got to dial in being at the gym for hours a day. Like this is not like, oh, let's do a quick 30 minute, you know, cram session, get it done. Like, oh, fitness. Yeah. I'm way home. We're going to knock out to, you know, McDonald's McDoubles. Yeah, not like, to, that's that's not gonna happen. Not to shit on the union guys too much, but that they're the lifestyle that oh, it's they horrible. project is not conducive to what I was trying to do. Yeah, because I remember when I had first kind of like because when I started traveling for work, I had about a year there where I wasn't really working out all that much just because I wasn't able to. COVID was around, so I was yeah. able to get into the gyms. Yeah, and it was terrible for mental health because I was in a new state all the time, didn't have my outlet of the gym, you know, no good food I could get, and so it was just a really bad place that I was in. And then I come back and I'm just starting to get back into the gym. And I had several of the journeymen I was working with be like, like, oh, oh you're working out. You're eating healthy. Oh, you'll get over that real quick. You'll stop doing that. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I'm out. Fuck this. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and that's like one thing, like, I mean, I know one of my favorite electricians I've ever worked with is a former contestant for Mr. California. Oh, shit. He is a former uh, Ohio State football player. Um, and he... I always joke with him. I think he's consumed maybe two Casey's pizzas his entire life. Yeah. And he he's now 60, but I guarantee he's in better shape than 99% of all electricians. And he's been an electrician the whole time. And he said the same thing. Like, guys, are, they say that because they're not doing it and they they can't. They're going to go home, drink beer, and live their miserable life. Like, yeah. 
Like I don't, I drink occasionally. Uh, but you know, for the longest time I never drank. I didn't drink. I quit. Um, and hopefully my parents don't listen to this. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I work with some good electricians and I wish everybody could work with guys like hit my, my boss and a couple others that they don't drink. You know, their disciplines are, are video gaming and building computers and 3D printing. Yeah. Not, you know, just seeing if they can get in a fight with a six pack. Yeah. No, because I ran into, they're, you know, it's not all of them. I ran into no. a few guys that I really like. Yeah, they're you great know, guys. You, you being one of them. And, and uh, but yeah, I was just, yeah, especially being new into something. And like uh, me and Randy just did an episode um, that'll be coming out, well, well, I guess the week after we record this, that'll be our next coming episode. Where it's all about just kind of the people that you keep in your yep. around your life or who you're yeah. trying to be, and but yeah, just so like you know, building the dis- disciplines is like you need the kind of people, but and then for something like you, like you definitely need the money to be able to go on all these hunts yeah. and do all that. And then I see you know you've been like we talked right before we recorded, you started to uh, um, like do like a little seminar for for a church. You said yeah, I did a I did a bow hunting speaking event or speaking event about bow hunting at a faith Bible. Uh, wild game feed here in town and i'm looking into doing a couple more of those around i enjoy it um i i enjoy talking about bow hunting um i am uh i mean some people i can't come across as an elitist at times because of my discipline because i i truly believe in my i don't like calling it a sport like passion like i mean that's how important it is to me like you know i'm i I don't half-ass it yeah, it's a and lifestyle. So for me, when people are like, oh, and you know, I, I can come across as, like I said, at least asshole, because it's like, why don't you do more? They're like, because you know, in the fall, oh, I missed this deer, or oh man, I don't have time, or I didn't practice enough. My bow broke in late October. Like, what do I do? Well, you should have been shooting it all year, and then it would have broken August. You could have got it to a repair shop, could have got it fixed up by September, and you're back shooting it again. Yeah. Like, it's on timing. Like, you did this to yourself, so don't don't yell at the shop guy that's making fourteen bucks an hour at the local sporting goods store or whatever to to get your stuff fixed. Or why aren't my strings just magically on the shelf? You weren't prepared. You weren't disciplined. Don't cry about it. You can't. You set this up for you set yourself up for failure by doing that. Yeah, and that's uh, exactly what I'm talking about with all this. Is same with same with fitness and everything. You know. People just want the short-term results. They yeah. just want to be able to pick it up. I want the short-term results when it comes to the gym. Yeah. I'm like, you know, well, you know, you go on Instagram and you look and there's these guys that just post the after effects of being in the gym for two hours. Yeah. You know, or every fitness model that's like, oh, you know, you just always seems to be doing squats or those one, the, where they do the thrust, the hip thrusts, you know, like that's their two lifts. It looks like. Yeah. And you know, that's. And they're doing good, but, it's, you know, they don't talk about, oh, hey, you know, I'm on a cut or, you know, I track my macros to, you know, the ninth degree, you yeah. know. and But that's what I respect about weightlifting. That's like I respect about anybody that disciplines. And it's the same thing. Like I, I respect like with your with your bow hunting. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. We only see the, the, the trophy picture. Yeah. We only see the after effects of your hunts. But like, you know, no one sees what you do behind closed doors. They don't see all the practice and all the yeah. effort that you put in. The money in, and the, and, and yeah, the, the money time, and the, the sacrifice. Exactly. And it's the same thing with, with everything and every craft or any hobby or whatever yeah. it is that the people are trying to, to build in their lifestyle and the things that they're passionate about. 
And if you want to be good at something, you have to dedicate so much time into doing it and you have to sacrifice a lot of things to be able to be good at whatever crap that is that you choose. Yeah. No, and, and for sure. Um, and, you know, because I, I started bow hunting a little bit more about me. I started bow hunting when I was 14. I got um, introduced to it by a good friend of mine from Anamosa. Him and his dad took me underneath their wing because I don't come from a bow hunting family. We don't even come from big game, really. My grandpa was a bird hunter, ran field trial dogs around the Cedar Rapids area. And that's what they did. And that's what my dad did was waterfowl. And then my brother and I kind of got into deer hunting. And then, you know, I took 2013, I went to Wyoming and I took a pronghorn with my, with my longbow. And I remember calling my dad, dad, I just, you know, just did a first for the family. It's the first big game animal besides the whitetail that we've ever taken. And then that was it. Yeah. out of state hunts i like was driving back and i'm like i am hunting out of state every year somewhere be it montana wyoming colorado alaska south dakota um i hunt wisconsin every year now um uh, no matter what i hunt wisconsin i have a lease up there that i deer hunt and turkey hunt with my brother that's cool and you know again because it's family you know and, and well even how my brother approaches bow hunting it's it's a hobby it's something to do in the fall i think he knows where his bow is this time of year <laughs> like he shoots it like a couple times, you know, if he gets just a wild hair. Yeah. But he's not disciplined into it. Yeah. And and for me, becoming the elitist asshole, I'm like, you need to shoot more. Because when that shot does come, why don't you want to be the most prepared you can be? Like that's just frustrating for me. Like, yeah. why don't you why don't you want to like the last thing, like it's like when that deer comes through, why why not just be like, okay, I'm dragging it out. In 30 minutes after my arrow does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Like that's the confidence that I can go. Well, not all the time. I missed a couple of deer. I had a rough year last year, confidence wise. <laughs> um, but you know, everybody misses, yeah. you know, and I, I look at it as it's supposed to happen. I went and well, I missed good buck in November. And uh, three weeks later, I was in Wyoming, uh, you know, taking a mountain lion with my long, with my recurve. Yeah. So like, eh, maybe it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it was cool. You know, weird things like that happen. And yep. like I said, we all, we all fall off. We all miss, have bad days, yeah. whatever it is. But, I mean, that's the thing I think with, especially a discipline like that. And one thing with me is I try to get in bow hunting. and But, like, for me is I didn't do the discipline of it and, and, yeah. and take the time to really practice like I should have. And, like, I, you know, went out and I also have a really hard time sitting still for a very long time. Which is, Yeah, bow hunting is probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a stock hunter. I love... If I yeah. if I can stalk a deer like I, I stalked a deer in an open field for about five hundred yards and got ten yards away from it somehow yeah but it's like that I love but you know I, I missed several shots on deer and I just kind of like well fuck this and moved yeah. on and but if I wanted to do it I'd have to you know like you dedicate a lot of time yeah to and go you know, get good at it and definitely with compound I mean you, you I'd like everybody to be dedicated as me but you don't have to be but there's like there's like a another level you know like just. Knowing where your bow is at all times, I guess in your house would be cool to start mostly. And then you don't shoot it once a month or twice a month. You know, start small. You don't, with compounds, you don't need the discipline to shoot like I do. Yeah. And and that's why 90, I don't know what the stats are, but I'm, I bet 95% of the country that bow hunt. I actually saw a cool thing. It was like, how many bow hunters are per state? And uh, I think Iowa had like, 30 some thousand and 
I bet maybe three, four hundred are stick bow guys and the rest are, are wheel bows. And yeah. and that's fine. But you know, out of those wheel bow guys, you, you cut half of those guys are picking their bow and bow up in September and again shooting a pie plate, good enough. And then, you know, then it's process uh progressively gets more discipline into their shooting versus there's guys that shoot compound probably more than I shoot my stick. You know, they're shooting competitions all around the country and shooting indoor competitions on spot targets to help discipline their aiming on a spot on a 3D target because those guys that can shoot really good indoors and if they can judge yardage on an outdoor course, they're going to do really well because they can aim at that, you know, bottom left corner of the town ring that they can see. Yeah. And that's, they're just, they know they can execute the shot from their thousands of arrows they get inside and they just, they can range it now. They can just look at and know the range. You know, if they shoot an unknown class, unknown range class, they're going to do really well because they discipline themselves that yeah. way. Yeah, and, and so many tools and implements for everything out there really takes the need for discipline out of a lot of things. And I think it's very important for oh, people I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'll, 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 I'll probably I, get people upset. But no, no. <laughs> okay, that's what we're here for. Yeah. But no, it's, it's a, I think it's very important to kind of go old school with it. And I, yeah. I think that's, it's very kind of inspiring to, you know, take the time to like, revert in technology because you know like same way with there's rifles out there that you can pick up and throw a scope on that is two thousand dollars that literally calculates the range and angles and everything eliminator two or whatever that takes all the guesswork out of it because it tells you hey if you aim here and pull the trigger it's gonna hit right here every time and it's uh, so a lot of things like that take the guesswork out of it but to purposefully make things harder to make you better more skilled exactly build your own discipline is such an important thing that I don't think anybody really does except for like 1% of the population. Maybe. Yeah. No, and I, and I agree because I was actually talking to my buddy just bef- before this. Uh, there's a Garmin X site. It's a range finding site that you mount on a compound bow, and, and I don't believe in it. Um, there's actually a lot of things I don't believe in that are coming to the hunting world now because um, we're taking away the guesswork out of ranging, and people are like, oh, well, don't you want to have the best of the best? I'm like, well, you know, animals need a chance too. Yeah. And, you know, this is going to sound weird, but like we need woodsmanship to track the animal that maybe that shot wasn't perfect because you didn't know the exact yardage. So you shot a tad low or tad high. And now we got to do woodsmanship that, you know, what we grew up on or even now the blood trailing dogs and there's drone recovery, not knocking it because sometimes it's needed, but I think maybe – a guy's going to be like, well, this shot's a marginal shot, but I'm going to take it anyways because I have all these other avenues besides making a good shot to find that animal. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're going to make that shot because they're like, I have so many avenues to recover this animal nowadays versus me. I'm like, oh, this shot isn't the shot. I'm not going to take it because I don't want to take off work tomorrow. Yeah. You know, or, you know, I want that shot just to be perfectly executed. Yeah, and this is I feel like we're we're creating all these new avenues by all means. It's awesome that we have them. You know, if I had a big buck down that I knew, like if it went on to a, a property I wasn't supposed to be on, and I had to get permission. And like, wow, well, I just want you in there to get the deer and get out. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm calling somebody with a dog because it's yeah. legal now. And I'm like, hey man, here's a couple hundred bucks. Go find my deer. Let's get it out. It's done. Yep. If I can't use my wisdomship of tracking, you know. But that's the thing about hunting that I have always. Um, really appreciated is the fact that it connects you to nature yeah. and i think oh. all this technology and it, i like i said i don't really believe in a lot of the shit too just for the fact that not only does it take the sportsman away from it yep. or sportsmanship away from it 
but it, it takes the discipline and it takes all the hard work and, and it, you know, it's, that's why I, I will never go into a place and I, I think they should all be shut down. Like those kind of hunting places where you go oh, game farms. Yeah. It's like, Hey, yeah. here's a hundred bucks. Go tie this deer up to this tree. Well, it's so like 10 grand, but it. yeah, you know what but, I mean? Yeah. I mean, they serve a, um, got another buddy in my buddy in Montana. will probably laugh and make fun of me for hours for this, but they serve their purpose. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, they're always going to have them. And as long as you don't, counted as hunting to a full i mean i went to kansas and i actually went with some buddies and we went and shot these like corsican rams for like three four hundred bucks the meat was good we ate it you know i got a cool little trophy and i got to hang out with my buddies yeah like as long as you're not like on there like, oh i had this hard stock it's like well, they're borderline pets like i mean they're not I and mean, they were it was actually a little bit harder than i thought i, th- I thought i was gonna i thought i'd be like walk up like here's here goat have some corn and i shoot you yeah um it was a little more than that it wasn't it wasn't like stalking mule deer in montana or hunting caribou on the alaska tundra yeah no but i know that and as long as people can relate the difference for me they're gonna have a place i know guys that will spend 10 grand to shoot a 300 inch whitetail or twenty thousand dollars and that's a job for someone so Yeah, and if I, they got customers for it, and you're not hurting, I mean, a lot of people think it's hurting our hunting, but I, it's it's going to be there. It's been there. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things for me. It's I don't do it, and I, I'm a big believer in I'll do me, you do you. Don't push what you want onto me, and I'm not going to push what I believe in onto you. Yeah, and that, that goes for everything. Like right now, especially in society, I think right now, like. Not even bow hunting of like, oh, I don't believe in that site or I don't believe in compounds. No, like you do you. Like you got to do the best you can for you. Yeah. But remember that, like, especially for the sites and compounds, if you make it easier for that, you know, like tags are going to go issues. But again, at the end of the day, I'm not going to push my traditional lifestyle on everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand that completely because, you know, how you're saying you're kind of an elitist when it comes yeah. to call that. Like I'm about the same way when it comes to like my, my, my fitness and everything. Yeah. Cause there's so many people that see what I do and they come up to me like, Oh, I wish I could just lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds, or whatever. I'm like, well, do you, tr- do you measure your food? And they're like, what? I'm like, what do you eat per day? How many yeah. calories? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't track all your food. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You're not tracking yeah. every single thing you eat. Like you don't measure out to the gram of all of your food. And I'm like, yeah. what, 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 what do you mean you want to lose 10 pounds? That's why. Cause you're not doing that. It's so like, so like I completely understand. You just get on a diet, bro. Yeah, just like, keto. Yeah, no, 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 just keto. No keto. keto. No keto. That's all you do. Just no. Keto and CrossFit. Keto I'm and CrossFit. You don't gonna have a stroke. You can cross fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's exactly the, the thing about that. It's just like everybody wants, and and I'm not saying like the the game farms are a bad thing. By yeah. means. I'm just saying it, it's I'm it's def- related just yeah. for the fact that people, you know, they want the satisfaction without having to put the in work. the work. Oh yeah, the scouting you know? and the, yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's just like. Um, uh, heavily outfitted uh, whitetail hunts. There's a lot of uh, celebrity hunters that are looked up to for their hunting ability. And I'm air quoting guys and girls. Um, but you go look at them; and they've all done outfitted hunts. Yeah, like um, that's awesome. You still got to make the shot, but that whitetail was. I mean, you were put in front of that whitetail. All that whitetail had to do is just do the same thing he'd done for the last seven days. Yeah. And you just shot yourself 160 inch deer that you can now post on Instagram and be like, oh, look what I did. Like, cool. You had the money to go to that outfitted hunt for whitetails, 
but like work wise, it wasn't as much. You know, I, I have friends that will not do outfitted anything because they want 110%. Their failure or their success is 120% on them. And I respect that for them. Yeah, that is a very respectable thing to do. Yeah. You know, like I, I do some semi guided hunts. Like my caribou is semi guided. Like we would pretty much pay a pilot to fly around before we get there to make sure we're, there's caribou in like a five mile radius. No idea where they are, but within five miles, north, south, east, west, there's caribou by me. Okay, that's that's nice. That's nice to know. I could have just randomly dropped a pin on, you know, threw a dart at Alaska and went and hopefully there's caribou here. Yeah. You know, so I paid a guy to do that. We got we were successful. It was hard work. It was a lot of glassing, a lot of suffering. You know, eight days on the tundra in a tent with 40 mile an hour, 50 mile an hour winds every day. That is, sucks. Yeah. So what was a what was one of your most memorable hunts? Kind of do, like walk us through a whole process of of one of your like one of these more harder hunts that you yeah. Would go and so do. again, um, there's several ways to do these out of state hunts. Um, you can do your research yourself. Um, and then so lately, I've been I have a friend that lives in Iowa City that works with Outdoors International, and he helps me book my hunts. So what his company does is they pretty much vet these outfitters so like my mountain lion hunt i literally went to kyle hansen i was like hey kyle i want to hunt a mountain lion with a bow and he's like okay i got three options he ran me through the options he made a couple phone calls i talked to the guide and said hey i want to hunt with a bow i'm gonna hunt with a stick bow he's like are you good enough i was like well i can i can shoot turkey you know i can I, i've shot squirrels with a stick bow i think i can hit a Cat out of a tree. <laughs> a big cat out of a tree. Big cat yeah. out of a tree, mind you. But, you know, it, that that hunt, the endurance of it, the the scenery, you know. So I drove 17 hours. I stayed overnight on the way there. So I did 10-hour stint drive and then the last seven through some mountains. And it was – actually, I hit a blizzard. Um, and I, I don't think I'd been that stressed in a long time driving my – I had a Subaru at the time oh, <laughs> out fuck. back. Oh, and, you know, it was, it was like a – supposed to be like a two-hour drive through these passes and i think it was like four and a half it was horrible like there was nobody on the road it was sheer drop off on the other side but i got there and, you know we were up at three o'clock in the morning we're at the trailhead at 3 30 with snowmobiles and dogs and a trailer on the back of the snowmobile and we're snowmobiling in pitch blackness 40 miles in the backcountry hmm. and when the sun came up dude like oh this, this is like wild, wild Wyoming. Like, this is awesome. And then we cut tracks. And then the fun starts. Because then the dogs dogs do all the work. The dog handler and him, they do all the work. I, don't, I, I mean, I was a shooter at that point. But we get the dogs finally tree this cat. And I'm like, how far is it? He's like, oh, it's a ways. I was like, well, what's a ways? He's like, oh, about 1,000 yards uphill. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And it's two foot of snow. I mean, we're, we're busting through snow up to nuts for you know five six hundred yards you know because we got the snowmobile up a little bit off the trail and into there but still five six hundred yards i think of uphill i'm talking like best sliding hill you could find in iowa type steepness oh yeah and you're going through two feet of snow and you so know saying as it wasn't fun no it wasn't fun but it was, you know, it was pain is pain is fun i guess pushing yourself to exertion yeah is there's an enjoyment for it. Like oh, the that. reason, the, you know what I mean? Like 
there's a reason why you guys lift and do what you do. It's not just at the end of the day to look in a mirror. I hope not. Like if you go work out just for a mirror picture, like dude, go do some steroids, <laughs> you know, go get a tan, a fake tan and do some video editing Yeah. or some picture editing. Um, you do it for that moment when you're just one more rep. And that's where I was. I was, you know, breathing heavy. We're at 9,000 feet, you know, above sea level. So it's, it's not Iowa at 830. I think we're at right here. You know, we had, we had that to deal with. So I was huffing and puffing and it was just that level of exertion getting up there and then calming myself down to make one good shot because that cat comes down. It can take me out. It can take my guide out. It, the worst thing is the dogs. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th those things are, yeah, those, yeah, but they're, they're the true beasts. Like they're the reason why we're even looking at this cat. Like I, I told the guys, like, I'd rather get, and it actually got crazy. Uh, so I, I shot, I hit the cat. I thought I hit it perfect. I hit a tad high on my exit. I got both lungs, but um, it ran off. We had the dogs tied up, and the guy's like, that cat's wounded. It's going to mess my dogs up. Like, ah. And I'm like, dude, I, I, let's just let it die. He'll die. He's like, no, no, we don't do it that way. I'm like, all right. So we let the dogs go. And he's like, go, go, go. We're, we're running after these dogs. Like, all right, he's got a treat. Got him treat already. I'm like, how's that cat in a tree? Well, it wasn't. It was a ditch. Oh, shit. So it was in the ditch. The dogs were in the ditch with the cat having a standoff. So I put another arrow in it. And then now I got an arrow sticking through this cat trying to fight two dogs. So I just literally just gave this cat you know, a weapon. <laughs> I was like, great. So I jump into the hole, jump into the ditch with the, with the cat and the dogs, keeping the dogs off the cat while it takes its final moments and removing the arrow out of it so it doesn't turn that towards me. And one dog did have some damage. He uh, lost part of monkey. He lost part of his ear. Um, and then uh, the cat must have got a claw on what was left of his nut sack. Oh, shit. Because um, there's a lot more blood in this thing. Oh, and then, but he was fine. I mean, he didn't, now he had stitches. We, you know, we laid him down and, you know, the guy had like quick clot and all that stuff that we were yeah. going to, you know, fix the dog up with. But he had already stopped bleeding by the time, like, we got the cat out of the ditch and rolled him on his side and held him still to check him out. Yeah. You know, make sure we weren't having like a, a event where it's, well, let's leave everything on the mountain except this dog. And, hammer down but the monkey's fine he's still fine i checked in a week after to make sure my dog that did all the work yeah. him and his uh sister i think can't remember the litter how it goes but it's uh kitty i named a cat dog kitty i i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out but i mean <laughs> i guess yeah but you know they're both great dogs and, but i mean like physically that was that was like you know for that like couple hours was very very well that actually i just shoveled his canvas tent out to an hour before that like two foot of snow on this canvas tent he left me because i'm gonna go up because i'm not real good on a snowmobile he's like i'm gonna go look up further bust some trail and try to find a bigger track so we'd found some a big female track which i ended up shooting um which is legal there um because you need to take big females out as well um because they eat deer and elk just like everything else yeah um so it is a standard practice for everyone listening um but we like to shoot big toms everybody likes to shoot big big trophies i guess but i do eat it i am eating the mountain lion it tastes like pork it cooks like pork it dries out faster than pork yeah that yeah, was that frustrating <laughs> yeah my stepdad uh he goes and hunts all sorts of big game awesome and so yeah he uh i tried a little bit of everything yeah 
and that's and that's part of it for me is is as also having people experience that meat that couldn't be on the hunt per se. Um, you know, I you know sharing caribou, sharing bear, um, pronghorn, um, mountain lion. I think I've taken. I got six of the super ten. They say there's a super ten, which is like a sample of all the big game animals in North America. And I got six of ten, so I got sheep, mountain goat, moose, and then bison or muskox. Yeah. I can inter- those are horned animals. The only two in North America that are like, well, technically pronghorns horned, um, but it's a different thing. Uh, so I just I got those left. I got a moose hunt planned in twenty five in Alaska. That is a thirteen day semi guided hunt, but it's still thirteen days of me dropped off in the bushes. Yeah, you know, all relying on me. Nobody else is gonna help me. Hit, you know, drop like a, off a moose for me. Sadly, I feel like a moose hunt would be pretty terrifying. Because for those of you guys out there that have not don't know what a moose looks like it's fucking big yeah I mean, it's they the biggest aggressive i mean i think they're the biggest land mammal in north america i think so mistaken. I mean, they can be 1800 pounds they like a big alaskan moose yeah you know so they're up there i mean besides like i guess muskox probably pretty big bison can get you know i think bison get up to a ton i know there's a oh that there's a ranch ted turner ranch out in montana and he had a a bull that literally just looked like a size of like a ford escape Jesus. Just out there. I'm like, Gee. I mean, he was just a different color. He was just huge. Yeah. When I was out there, I was, I was like, elk hunter. He goes out there and drove actually through his ranch to get to a trailhead. And something like a moose, you know, they're they're very territorial, very aggressive. Yep. Creatures. And blind. Are they? They're not, they don't have great eyesight. Yeah. So they'll charge you just, just to see what happens. I yeah. Mean, from what I've heard, I hear they can be tough mental. They and are and the, during uh, the rut, you know. The epitome of fuck around and find out. Yeah. Them and grizzlies, like, people are like, you know, like, which one's more dangerous? they both are in Alaska. Like if you ever watch, like go on Anchorage's like Facebook page and it's like, Oh, another guy got attacked by a moose today in his driveway. Yeah. Cause these, these moose will come in into, into Anchorage cause it's less snow. There's more, you know, there's uh grazing they can do there. And there's like videos of these bulls is beating the crap out of each other. And the guy's driveway taking out his like Chevy 1500s is toast. These two <laughs> bulls decided to, you know, 1500 pound animals decided to go for a, you know, fuck you find out type situation. Yeah. And they do not care. Yeah. They do not care if you're a human. They don't care if you're a vehicle, a tree. When they go, they go. And so with that, like you got to be, especially doing, you know, with a gun, it's not as big because, you know, you got another shot. It's not, yeah. In it's not as intimate. So you, yeah. You, you do with a lot of fear. Uh, with um, that, would you? I don't know. I don't really call it fear. You know, um, I've hunted bears. You know, I've stalked black bears in Montana with my bow. I got within 30 yards of a couple. And like fear never crossed my mind. There's they're still afraid of us. Yeah. And when they're they're lashing out, just like if I was pulling a pistol and just trying to defend themselves, they're like, all right, well, I'm in a corner now. I'm gonna fight, you know, coming out. So I try to put yourself in a good situation and you know, or a bad situation to make it a good outcome is you know, either you put an arrow in, into the animal or if it's not the animal you want, you just get out. So I, I just don't believe it. Yeah. So then I guess a better question is how, how would you, because I know if you were to give me a bow and throw me out there and put a bear 30 yards from me, like I'm going to be a little bit afraid. Like I'm going to, you know, try and calm myself down and do what I need to do because it, but you practice all the time. So I feel like discipline is why you don't probably fear, feel. Yeah. Cause fear. I think, well, it, discipline of, of, of the situation, just, you know, you gotta, um, you know, like you're, 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 you're a bouncer, you know, you're, you're a big dude. And so you go into a situation, you got two guys that have drank too much and, you know, they're being a little squirrely over there on the dance floor. You're not going to go into that like, oh, man, like, 
you're you're gonna own that situation, whatever it may be. Yeah. Because you have that discipline, like, all right, well, I work out. I'm a bigger dude. I know how to de-escalate the situation. So you have all these tools that you're bringing into that two seconds, right? Well, that's the same thing I'm doing. Like I, as like you said, I'm shooting. I know how the animals roughly behavior. You know, I I have enough experience around animals that like. I just I'm confident in the situation, and that's the same thing with you. When you go, when you go, you just gotta be confident about it. You can't have that fear. You know, you can't go into that situation and be like, man, I hope that guy doesn't pull out a knife. You just gotta go own that situation, and if that comes out, you'll take care of it accordingly. Yeah. But if you go into every situation like, well, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope this doesn't happen, or this or that. Stay home. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just it. Like anything in life, like you, you know, I fear of getting a car accident. Okay, so you're just going to sit at home, work from home, not do anything now? Or when everybody's afraid of COVID, we shut a whole country down because of it. They shut the whole world down. Yeah. Almost. I don't care about the world. I care about the United States. Oh, actually, right. computer chips for vehicles would be cool now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you just, you can't let fear, you know, enter. I mean, it, it keeps you alive. Don't get me wrong. Like, you got to like, you know, like everybody said, like, don't fear heights. But respect them. You know, respect that bear's distance. Respect that moose's different distance. But remember, you're still going to try to kill it. Yeah. So you got to get close, especially the bow. Like we're talking sub 20 for my stick bow. I think my average whitetail shot's like 17 yards. I mean, mostly out, out of a tree. But when I go moose hunting, it's going to be sub 30. I'm going to have a bear tag with me. I'm actually going to try to go bear hunting next year. Call my buddy, my buddy Kyle and see if he can find me a bear hunt, you know. Or I'll just bust out to Montana and do some spot and stock again. Yeah. But it's getting so popular because it's easy to get tags that they're actually getting ready to vote to limit non-resident tags on turkey hunting and bear hunting in Montana. Yeah. So it's actually the only two tags that aren't controlled in the state of Montana for non-residents right now. So yeah, that's something we're also watching. But Yeah. So what, what kind of tips, I guess, would you give to people to you know, be able to replace fear with confidence in their own abilities to be able to, you know, overcome it. Cause you know, doing things long enough, like, like you brought up with me bouncing. Like when I first started as security at the bar, like it, like going up to people and like, even just to going up to a drunk person, like, Hey, get off the table. Yeah. Like is kind of afraid. Cause it, it makes you afraid. Yeah. It's like, you don't know how they're going to react, but then you do it long enough. Like I do it every weekend and I have done it every weekend for about two years now to where it's like, it's just second nature. Yeah. I can go up and I'm, I know how to conduct myself to portray myself in a way where they're going to do what I need them to do mm-hmm. without causing issues and it becomes second nature. So what would you tell people to do? Well, I mean, it's your favorite. It's discipline. It's, it's practicing and, and, you know, and, and going through the, why go through the thought process of it when you're not face to face with a bear, a moose, even a deer, you know, like, Run that whole scenario a thousand times before you do it. Second nature, become a robot. Like that's I, when I when I taught when I teach compound or I, anybody shooting, whatever you do, as long as you can do it repetition and do it correctly every time, even if it's slightly not correct, but you can repeat it. The repetition and you can repeat the movement correctly each time. You're going to create groups, create accuracy. And that's the same thing as you're going to just, just practice it, you know, like just, you got to put yourself in those scenarios and, and, and discipline yourself to, you know, and 
I don't know. Um, life throws you a lot of curveballs and always look at stressful situations as beneficial. Um, I've had a lot of my life lately. Um, family members have been sick, you know, like sick, like cancer, cancer sucks. So we've been dealing with, we've been dealing with cancer for a couple of years and then, you know, and some heart problems. My dad has some heart issues too. And some other health issues with my mother and people are like, man, how do you do it? You have to, you just have to, you you can't just bury your head in the sand and well, this goes away. Uh Uh-uh, you're facing that thing. Yeah. Adapt or die. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's just, you gotta, you gotta move on and, 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 you know, for me, spiritually not spiritually god you know like for me i'm like okay why like you're just preparing i'm getting prepared for something else or just so i can take it to different situations or you know i had a really good friend coming to me he's like hey man like my mom's got some health issues like what do you like how i like, dude like you, you can't ask why why is this happening you're gonna get, make yourself sick if you always ask why why me why not you Take it. Put it on your shoulders. You know, I think it was a Jocko podcast. Um, and, you know, Jocko was like, give it to me. Let me take that for you. And that, that like hit me like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, let it be bow hunting. Let it be, you know, dealing with what my situation was, was handing me like, you know, uh, if I can like help one person. You know, we had a good talk. We went out for dinner. My buddy and I, I was like, hey, man, this is, you know, just, just show 110% for your mom. He had some other stuff going on. You know, fuck them. Take that attitude. Push it out. Don't even care. You give your mom surrounded with so much love. Fuck that guy. You know, the other situation. Like, no, just focus on you and her. And you're going to be fine. And just just don't ask why. You know, uh, I have a lot of, you know, I have some friends that are atheists. Like, well, why is my mom sick? Why would God do that? You don't ask that. Like, we don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I can't go find a Bible scripture and be like, your mom has this disease because um, in third grade, you know, she gave Mary Lou a swirly. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, and we, you can't, you're going to make yourself sick. Believe in God. Believe, don't believe in anything. I don't, that's not mine to tell you what to do. That's how I get through it. And, but that's, I think one of my missions here is, you know, bow hunting's taught me a lot because of the discipline. And I, you, as long as you can, like we were talking about how like multiple disciplines is sometimes hard. Well, yeah, you can't give 110% to all your disciplines, but I know my 110% of bow hunting has helped me create friendships and help my parents because I know like, okay, I have to give them attention to I have to be disciplined to go help them with whatever they need. Or like my buddy's like, Hey man, like I just need to like not be where I'm at right now and hang out. I'm like, dude, my house is your house, bro. Like, come on, let's watch YouTube videos. We won't talk a damn thing about what's going on. Cause you just got to wrap that up and process it. Or like, you know, there's always that adage, like just put it in a box and deal with it later. That's what men have been doing. And we need to get better about it. Yeah. You know, but there's a point to it. Like, there's so much going on. Like, don't deal with it right now. Just, just box it up, put it in a box. We'll unwrap it next week. You know, it, it's a priority. It's still going to focus on it. But, you know, right now, let's just get through today. Let's let's do our discipline that we need to. And sometimes when you open that box again, you're going to realize it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, it's like, you know, like, oh, man, I got everything else done this week. All right, let's unwrap it. 
oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Yeah. But what discipline, I think, helps us with, be it bow hunting and, and weightlifting, is it's you get that done. I think, well, again, quoting Jocko, it's like he's up at 430 every morning. Well, like you said, like before six o'clock, he's got more done in, in that two hours, two or hour and a half than most people do physically or emotionally all day. Yeah. Sit with your feelings for 15 minutes when you're on, on the bike, you know, or doing a whatever. Yeah. Spend some time with yourself. Yeah. It's like, like I always tell people, you know, like I put myself, I put myself through more physical stress and more, more physical uh, activity than most people will output in a year or more. Definitely. And yeah, with everything you just said, you know, and like to be totally honest, I almost canceled on you today with this because I, like I told you this morning, like I had some family stuff pop yeah. up and like it, it put me in a bad headspace and I could have sat there with it and just like wallowed over it and been like, you know, well, like exactly like, well, why this? Why, why, why is this happening? Why can't this just get be better? Yeah. And but I'm like, what's that going to do for anybody? Nothing. It's not going to help anybody. It's just yeah. going to fuck me over. So I'm like, get out of bed. Go do some work. Went into my gun room, started doing some yeah. gunsmithing stuff, and then I messaged you. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I, like these things need to happen. Yep. Because I can either you got to execute exactly. Like, I can either shut down and do nothing, or I can push past it and get it done. Like it's, it's something that I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah, it's it's going to need dealt with, but yep. I can't do anything about it right now. Yeah, exactly. So there's no point in, in doing about anything about it. And there's a the quote that I'd like to share with you. Um, I don't know how familiar with with any like a Greek mythology or anything like that. Um, I, I do. Uh... I actually listen to like a lot of stoic quotes, yeah. so I, so I you probably hear this one. Maybe. Like, so do you know the story of Atlas? Not offhand, no. So I'll tell it for you and for the listeners. The story of Atlas is, um, I, I believe Atlas is a, a titan or some spawn of the gods of okay. Greek mythology. Okay, like send it. Yeah. And Mom was like a god. Uh, yeah, and he like, like, yeah down. Was like, pretty up? much. And so he was charged with carrying the world stone, basically the world on his yep. back uphill for eternity. Okay. And the kind of quote from that, that stem from that. And I mean, I probably butchered that whole fucking story. I don't know, but I it, think you it, got the clip notes. Yeah, <laughs> stuff, stuff along that. I, think I, know, you're not I, I know enough to be an educated idiot about there it. But, <laughs> but the quote that I love from that is uh, I asked not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders Yep. because life's going to pile burdens on constantly. Oh. And it's like, it, like several quotes always say like, you know, after die, you know, like, you can either let the fear of more burdens or the stress of the more burdens bury you down into the ground, or you can work to build, you know, quote unquote, broader shoulders or yeah. make yourself capable of handling more. And then all the burdens that life throws at you will seem a lot lesser. Yeah. And like, you don't want to like, yeah, I'm 110% for that. Um, you know, uh, I, it was like a, it was like an army related quote, but it was like basically like if there must be violence, let it be in my time so my kids may live in peace. Yeah. Same thing. It's like, you know, and that's what we want. You know, we always want the next generation to not see what we've seen and be it COVID, be it wars. I mean, we've been, I mean, we've been at war for longer than a lot of kids I know have been a lot, you know, why yeah. after that conflict we had over there for a while. And I think we just need more people to be that way. I think we, we just, we're a society. We just hand everything off. We hand blame off to everybody else. Like, like, why am I in this situation? Like, why did I fail that test? What's well, the teacher's fault? No, no, you didn't study, bro. Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't give it a hundred percent, you know, and as simple as that to, you know, or 
you know, why am I sick? Well, did you eat proper? Did you, did you go out to the bars too much and wear yourself down? Do you not eat, you know, like again, not eat correctly. Yeah. And all that. Um, so trying to lost kind of where I was going with it, but it's the discipline of like putting it on your shoulders and being more in touch with, like, I think everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly what I'm doing with this and what I'm wanting to build. Um, this community that I'm trying to build is, and I, you know, we're talking about this on the last episode with Randy is like, I'm trying to build a legion, you know, yeah. the name of people that are going to try and, and take the burdens of the world. Yeah. Like, like give, give me all the lessons. Like I'm building myself to be a person where like, give me all of the things cause I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to take them and I'm going to process them and I'm going to work through them and I'm going to become so much more of a person for it. And then I can use that knowledge to teach and help people to follow in my footsteps to be the greatest yeah. versions of themselves. Yeah, and take on be. their journey. Yeah. You're going to use your experiences to help guide them in their own journey. We're all, this is our, all ones through in this world. Yeah. And we're all alone. And, but we can learn from each other. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, we, we, this is, it's your life. Like yep. you are alone in this, but you don't have to be like, you can, yeah. you can find a community of people, you know, whether it's one person or, or 5,000 people, like you can, there, there's people out there that can help you yep. like build the foundations and, and, uh, you know, no matter what the discipline is that you're trying to get into, whether it be, you know, weightlifting or bow hunting or whatever it or is, or spelunking or water yeah. basket, whatever like, the fuck it is. Yeah. Like there's someone that has done it or is doing it. So, you know, like if somebody's uh, starting to get into bow hunting, they can go find someone like you yep. that has already built the foundations and built the discipline and they can help you to become the best at it yeah. and, and, and find your own path. And I, and I will say like, um, so I'm a big supporter of helping people, but I, I learned a lot of my traditional stuff by trial and error. And I do look at somewhat like, I think, we, you know, we have almost too much access to technology. I got, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you, you got, you got to scrape your knees. You got to fall on your own, For sure. you know, but I, I, I counsel, I don't know. But I got a couple of trad guys. I got guys on Facebook and, and Instagram, like, you know, arrow setups. I can. I can build an arrow setup pretty close to what I think you need just in my head. Write a couple notes down. Like, all right, you want an overall 500 grain arrow? You know, you want 18% FOC. So we got to start with a shaft weight that's going to be kind of lighter. So I want to put more weight up front to make this cool meat missile. And I do that. And I, I enjoy that. And I enjoy helping people and, you know, and then, you know, kind of on topic um, with just dealing with things kind of popped in my head while you were talking. I give myself five minutes to be upset. I like that. Five minutes. I, I, it was, I, I heard it on a thing. It's like five minutes. Give yourself five minutes. Yeah. Just, just deal with it. Wrap it up. Box it up. Like you can't let that shit, you know, at work, like, Oh, we got to do this today. I, like, I really don't want to do that. I get past or, you know, they're like, all right, well we can't, you know, I had this whole job laid out. Well, we can't do that now because, you know, dryer three is going to fire up a week early or a day early. We're going to, we're going to start running products. So you can't, all your welding equipment you just had out because you need to be not running. Otherwise we're going to blow the half building up because of the dust. If I'm welding, like that's, I get pissed because I, I was planning for that. Like I planned it all last night. Like, I need to get this permit. I need to get this guy ready. I got to get these other two guys laid out. So when I'm doing this with my guy, they're staying busy. And then it's like, okay, now I got to find what I need to do. So I'm just like, okay, sit there and trailer or whatever. Five minutes. I'm done. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go do this. Let's, you know, We'll put that on this. We'll put it in the back burner and we'll keep going. Yeah. I, I would like to play something in your brain, though, and 
I don't like the term like boxing it up and, and be like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I don't like that because by giving yourself five minutes and because I do the same thing, like I'm gonna give myself this little bit of time because okay, don't if, if you don't experience it at all and you're just like okay, well I think I'm angry, bottle it. You know, don't feel those feelings. That's that's what I feel like a lot of men especially do these days, where you're giving yourself, you're allowing yourself to feel those feelings. So you're not boxing them up here. You're, you're processing them. And that's yep. that's healthy. And I think more people need to do that. And I think, you know, I, I do that with everything and, and you can do that, you know, right away or you can do it later. You know, I do it at, at the bar, for example, you know, there's been several situations where a very, very stressful, potentially deadly situation has happened that I was able to keep my cool mitigate because I, I bottled up those emotions. Yep. But then afterwards, like I need to go downstairs and fucking scream for a second because oh, I definitely. almost just got shot, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And so it's like. There's a place and time for feeling yeah, like, those I guess like feelings, temporarily but, boxing, I guess, yeah. is what I, I should specify. Yeah. Like, Because, I mean, I go deal with them afterwards. I go home at work. And I go after work and I go shoot my bow to de-stress. And I'm like, yeah. man, like, why did that upset me? Well, it upset me because that was my plan. And then my plan got a wrench in it. Like, that happens. That's every day. That's life. And, again, that's life. That's Don't ask why. Well, the yeah. why was simple. They want to make money. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to tell the company that pays me to be there to work on their stuff. Hey, don't run. I, you know, I had a, I had a hour project. I'd really like to get done. Yeah. No. But at the same time, like it's I don't know, basically what I'm trying to say, and mainly for the audience, like it's, it's important to feel those feelings. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like don't just bottle shit. Like it's something that I used to do. It was a very toxic trait of my own. Is you know I would bottle things up for months on end, and then I'd go ahead and have you know that one too many drinks that night, yeah. and that you know I'd, I'd start trying to play with a knife a little bit too much, if you know what I mean, and. Yeah. And so it's just feel the feelings, take time, go, go find your discipline, your hobby, your thing, your person, whatever it is. And, and, and you need to feel the feelings. Yeah. No. Because- yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, now that I, like, looking back, I guess I got to explain myself further is like, I don't box them up to not process. Like for me, like as most, when I say box it up, because it's yeah. not a necessary, that feeling is temporarily there. And it's not going to affect me long term. Like a lot of the situations that I'm like, I box up, quote unquote, is this, is, is this an unnecessary feeling that is going to go away anyways, but it can still take all day to go away if I don't just say, all right, five minutes, I'm pissed. Yeah. This is why I'm pissed. I'm okay. If, if, if I bring it up again tonight and I'm still upset about it, okay, then I'll address it. And why? I guess I do ask why. I ask myself why I'm upset at this situation. Like, why am I mad at him? Why am I mad at her? You know, what's upsetting me about the situation? And, and then work through it. And then at the end of the day, it's still like, wasn't necessary to even be upset. Yeah. Well, because feelings are temporary or gosh, something like feelings aren't real. Yeah. yeah in, in, in essence, no, it's, it is all in your head, whatever it yeah. is. And yeah, just changing your perspective because by giving yourself that five minutes initially to feel those feelings, well, now you've felt it and mm-hmm. now you can, you are able, you have the ability to step back from it, change your perspective and, and ask those questions. Okay. Like, well, why do I feel this way? Yeah. And then you can go down the line. Like, is it justified? What can I do about it? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, can you change it? Can you adapt it? <laughs> and then is it like, cause there's so many times where we'll get upset or frustrated or stressed out or pissed off and there's nothing we can do about it. So it's like, well, why? Yeah. And then there's something I've talked about several times on the show, um, the teachings of a uh, samurai, Mimoto Musashi, uh, one of his writings, Dokudo, and the first precept of those 21 precepts is to accept all things just as they are or the, the way they are or whatever, you know, I fucked up the quote, but you know, something, yeah. like, something along the lines of that. 
because you need to be able to just accept things because there's so many things that are out of our control. And if it's out of your control, then why are you angry? Why are you mad? Exactly. Why are you upset? If you can't do anything about it, there's no use in, yeah. in being upset. You can't change the outcome. You can't change the past. Yeah, I mean, definitely can't change the past. We can learn from it. Um, you know, we can't change the weather. Um, you know, and I think, well, my mom, uh, she has a quote in the house. It was like, accept things you can't change and change the things that you can. Because we can change things. Yeah. We, we can change outcomes. Um, and I guess, like, for me, hearing that, again, in society right now, we we just – we. We shouldn't accept everything for what it's be for what people just want. Like, you know, like, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that are against, not a lot of people, but there's, there's a certain small group of people that don't think we should be masculine. Yeah. You shouldn't be in the gym. You should not be a six foot plus Viking looking dude at the gym preaching, you know, your lifestyle. Cause that may offend someone. That we need to change that attitude. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, so like that was kind of the, but yeah, overall, like you just, yeah, I mean, you, I think understanding that, you know, there are certain things we can't change. We can't change sickness. I can't change my, you know, my circumstances always. And again, you just gotta, you know, gotta look at what am I, what can I change? What can't I change? What can I adapt to? What can I not like? What things am I going to have to work through? Yeah. You know, it, it was make sure that all of it is worth your time. There's some things that just aren't worth your time. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing that I, I used to have a lot of issues with is I'd be getting upset and frustrated. And I'd let things that literally did not matter at oh, all yeah. ruin my week. Yeah. And I think so many people do that. Cause it's easy to do. Oh, it's easy. Because <laughs> I used to be a very negative person. I used to bitch and, bitch and moan and complain oh, about everything. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I, like, I think everybody at work is like, oh, what's Mitch bitching about today? I hate <laughs> the fact the sky's blue, guys. It's just really upsetting today. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I mean, tell you all about it. You know, like, the, the, there's a difference about, like, um, you know, because I, I, I bitch about things, but then, like, I go do it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, hey, can you go do this? Man, fuck this. All right, fine. Yeah. And you go do it. Hey, you want to help me do this today? You're just asking today to do this? Yeah, so what time do you want to meet up to do the thing I don't want to do? <laughs> how, about okay. you, how about you go fuck yourself, but I'll be there at five. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, you Better know. have milk and cookies. <laughs> but there's so many people who, they they complain, like, seriously. And, yeah. and they're they're actually bitching more. Like, I bitch a moment out of jest for yeah. the most part. But there's a lot of people that they, they bitch and moan about things all the time. You know, there's net, they're negative people. And, yeah. And I, I, there's a person that popped in my head and I, I can maybe spend a day with them before I need not to spend a day with them. Yeah. You know, it's just like, woe is, or why is this happening? It's like they put themselves in situations and then bitch about it. Yeah. Like you move to the country and then complain about animals being in your yard. Yeah. That blows my mind. <laughs> anybody that's listening if you move to the country and then complain about something eating your flowers you should have stayed and lived in your apartment yeah side note like blows my mind that people or leaves in their yard that they live in the woods and they have to pick up all these leaves it's like what yeah it, it, <laughs> like, what? that's exactly it though it's like things like that it's like there's trees there's leaves they're going to fall 
it's inevitable. Yeah, you and I'm surrounded by 75-year-old oak trees that have probably 10,000 leaves per tree. Yeah, like there's no matter how much you will it, you will not yeah. be able to change that ever unless you take out all the trees in the area. And even then, the wind's going to blow in They're a stray leaf. Leaves are going to find it your way. So it's like things like that, There, are, there's no use complaining no, about. Just go I buy mean, a rake. Yeah, exactly. Like, just shut up and get it done at that point. Yeah. There's no use in letting it ruin your mood. And then, you know, you take that to work or your your spouse, your family, and you take that negativity towards them. Well, now you haven't only affected yourself, but you've affected the people in your and life. negativity spreads. Like, well, job site. Let's circle back to, like, being an electrician. You work with, uh, you know, I, I worked with some guys that were just naturally negative. And I, I, I'm i somewhat of, a, of their environment, so I was negative. Oh, man, I... A couple of years ago, I was just, I hated life every day. I, I any chance, like, oh, <clears throat> oh, I'm sick, can't go to work. Yeah. And cause I, just, I just didn't want to be around it. And I tried so hard to get out of it, and, and the powers to be wouldn't allow it. And I'm like, you know, I didn't go to, the, I didn't go to them, like, well, you know, if I didn't, if I can't get out of here, you know, I looked for another job. I'm going to be honest. Like, I was going to leave the trade completely because of the negativity but i knew there was a light on the other side i knew i could get back to where i am now and work with people that i like and and i've grown and i and i grew through that time you know again practicing my discipline of going to the gym shooting my bow going bow hunting you know doing the things that made me happy that uh, you know yeah these guys suck but that's their choice yeah and so you can build your yourself to because you're gonna run into those people forever no matter what you do you can't hide um i actually had a couple of guys that worked in the trade that have quit because of the toxic environment me being one of them well yeah and actually so that you're three you're number three yeah. then because uh you know another one was uh and the sad thing is like one worked for the company that i work with now and he worked with some individuals that just don't aren't emotionally mature and they like they get they get off on making people quit type deal. They just they have their own issues and they and they and they pass it on to others and apprentices. I think that's the probably the same ones I got stuck yeah. with for the you know, my first year. And it's and it's rough that somebody wants to do that and I I don't understand that nature just because I've I just I never got that from working retail like you just can't be mean to people. Yeah. You know, like why why be mean to people? Like, well, if I mean. It's, it doesn't uh, do any yeah. good. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Some people are fucking weird, but I'm. I feel so much better. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I feel so much better knowing that I can help somebody and inspire people yeah. and uplift them and motivate them to go further with whatever it is that they're doing. I can't imagine like making it my life's mission to try and get people to quit or be worse or be you know to upset them and and talk shit. I can't imagine that. Yeah, that I mean, kind of mindset. You got to look at it like I always. Um, you know, I, I took uh, one semester of uh, psychology at Kirkwood Community College here in Cedar Rapids, so I'm pretty much a psychiatrist. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think no, that's what I, that means. But, you know, like, I analyze, you know, like, why are they doing that? Like, again, I guess I'm, I do ask why a lot. Jeez. It's uh, important to ask yeah. why. I ask why all the time. Yeah. But, like, I guess, like, I guess when I, previous when we were talking, like, why did, you know. Ask why for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is that guy being a piece of shit? Well, that, that's his deal. You know, maybe his wife's cheating on him because he's an asshole. Maybe his kids hate him because he's an asshole. Maybe, you know, he's just not loved as a child and he's carried it all 45 years. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, just can't let that – I mean, it's got to me and, you know, and 
but I, I've learned in the last probably two years, I've grown a lot as a person. Oh, in the last two years, just, you know, financially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as you're growing and then I think now that I'm more open about it because it's had rough times and, you know, I had a six year relationship that I ended because we wanted different things and, you know, and she, I don't know, it was actually something kind of struggle for me. I'll just talk about this real quick. You know, she got within six months of us breaking up, she had, she got one thing that she'd wanted and I was a child. That's awesome, and I'm so happy for her. But it was—I don't think children are my cards. Yeah, I mean, we were together for six years, and we didn't somehow have a kid. But then imagine we sit within six months of us not. She got what you know, something that she wanted. Oh, that's awesome. But for me, it's like, okay, well, what do I want? Well, I got what I wanted, kind of, because I just got a hunt still, and I didn't have to worry about her feelings of me neglect. I mean, I ne- you neglect people, and I, you know. In your discipline, you do have to remember, I think, that you um, there is going to be times that you got to make sacrifices with relationships to make sure that you stay on track. Yeah. You know, like, I think everybody's like, oh, don't be selfish. No, you got to be a little selfish. You got to worry about Mitch. Yeah. You got to worry about Dean. You know, because we're, I think, well, actually, a good friend of mine, he's, he spreads himself out so thin sometimes that, like, he's like, I, I can't work on my own property that I own. Cause I help everybody else. I'm like, dude, why not? He's like, I just, I always want to help. I was like, dude, you got it. You got second. Be like me for a little bit. Yeah. You know, focus, focus, focus on you. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I, yeah. And I always say you have to sacrifice and you have to be selfless with yourself, especially when you want to go to the extent, like yep. the extent that I want to take my body with my nutrition. Oh, and everything yeah. else, it requires a lot of sacrifice and that I've had to sacrifice some relationships yep. and I've had to sacrifice a lot of things. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I haven't dated in a, such a long time. And I'm really fortunate right now because I've just started talking to a girl who who she she gets it and she yeah. understands. And is that's one thing whenever I start talking to a girl, like I make it very upfront. Like, like I I work you know my uh, four ten hour shifts. I go to the gym two hours a day, pretty much every day. I'm pretty strict with my eating for the most part, and I I like to track everything. I'm be on point. I can get really pissy if I have to go off program or through my like if my schedule yeah. really line up and you know some shit happens that's outside of what I was planning for. Like I can get kind of pissy and you know, then I, I host and produce a podcast. I run security. I, you know, have my like gunsmithing hobby. Like I have a lot of irons and a lot of fires. I'm doing a lot of things. Yeah. And to do all of these things that I want to do it, it requires a lot of sacrifice and it requires a lot of discipline and dedication to keep up as well. And so if you want to be able to keep up, you know, like with you and your bow hunting and, and to be good at it, like you, you have to be able to make those sacrifices. And unfortunately not everybody that is going to come into our lives or are going to be okay with the sacrifices that you have to make. And yeah. they're not going to be able to willing to make the sacrifices to be that, with us. And you shouldn't ask someone to, that was my biggest thing is like, cause uh, my biggest fear was like, you're going to ask someone to pretty much give up some of their dreams so you can achieve yours. And there's going to be animosity, you know, eventually and you, you should feel that way. Like someone to come into my life right now and then just give up their, well, like say if they wanted to watch every Iowa football game with me in the fall, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm in a tree stand. I'm, I'm in Wisconsin duck hunting with my brother and nephew or my father. Like I'm not going to, I could maybe make one, but I can't give you all 10 games yeah. to either be at a bar watching it or be at Iowa city. 
you know, watching the Ferences mess up everything again. <laughs> um, they'll go Isle of Basketball girls. Side <laughs> yeah, so note. I don't know shit about sports. But I don't I know much either. And but everyone it was cool. cheered that yeah. one night, and it was cool, apparently. Yeah. And she did something with and a again, ball and a yeah. hole. Yeah. So, but the thing is, so I think we were talking last night about this is I respect anyone that does extreme discipline towards their craft. Yeah. Be it, I think her name's Caitlin Clark. Basketball guru, she's broke a record six times. She's the only one to do it, and she did it all six times within the last year or whatever. It's like there's a bunch of crazy numbers and stats. Like, I have no idea what they mean. Yeah, but it sounds really cool because she did it all. Um, but you know, like I really like guys that rock climb because I respect that. That's a discipline. That's fucking hard. You know, sea bum. That's a discipline. Uh, anybody that's uh, you know bodybuilding or you know or physique, that's that's a lot. Like I. I have an idea of what they have to go through because, but I truly don't because I can't make my diet last more a week. You know, yeah. I'll like, all right, I'm going to cut down on the carbs. I'm going to appropriate amount of carbs for my body, appropriate amount of proteins. And I have this idea, all right, you know, and I, I try to make it more flavorful to make it not so boring. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to eat what your body needs, not how it tastes. Yeah. And that for me, that's like, eh. And it's like, I'll know, work you- out the best I can and, yeah. and eat the best I can. But like I work out, so my hunting's easier for me. Yeah. Like the physically carrying the stand in, lifting over my head, hanging in a tree, or dragging a deer out. Like I do a lot of deadlifts. I do a lot of squats, low weight, high rep squats, because I just picture my moose on my back or that caribou that was on my back with a pack. You know, I train with 75 pounds on a backpack at the nature trail here in town. And I walk miles with my headphones on, listening to podcasts. And I'm just doing it every night in the summer. And yeah. wearing my freaking Ranger panty short shorts and a cutoff, man. That's Love me just, just scaring everything known to man on that trail. Hell yeah. There's not a woman within sight. Even <laughs> <laughs> when they are, they run faster. So I'm motivating them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, and then, you know, kind of like me and Randy were talking about, you know, just the people you have in your life and, and people who are going to be conducive to what you want to do. Because, like, I, I am me. And something I was talking about this girl uh, this morning with is, like, I didn't have the, the best family life growing up. And they all kind of expected me to turn out, you know, like my 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 father, who kind of was an alcoholic, didn't really have a job, growing, you know, wasn't the best role, mo- role model in the world. but yeah. And they kind of expected me to turn out like him. And no matter what I did, they would always try and find the negative and chip away at my achievements. Yeah. And not, not all my family, but some of them did it a lot and and so i just learned to become apologetically me like i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about what i'm doing or or what i'm achieving or what i'm failing i don't care like i'm doing it for me at the end of the day i don't i don't give a shit what anybody thinks yeah and so you have to be able to kind of find somebody who's gonna be able to vibe with that because i don't want somebody that's going to live my lifestyle I'm living my life. Yeah. I want I want to be with somebody who we can live Has separate lives together. Yeah. yeah. Like you do your thing, I'll do my thing, and then yeah, let's go have dinner tonight. You know? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking for. Like, you know, is I just someone with a passion a level, I don't care what it is as long as it's not like, you know, adult films. And that's probably, if that's their passion to make those, like I'm probably out. Yeah. Um, but you know, like for all means, like for me, I was like, oh, you should find a girl that hunts. I'm like, well, I, it's going to be hard. I mean, there's girls that hunt as hard as I do. Don't get me wrong. But like, 
I'm not landing that. I'm not. I I'm not a stud here. Yeah. You know, I'm like five foot nine of averageness. Nah, you're a good looking dude, though. I appreciate yeah, it. You got that luscious locks on. Yeah, for everybody listening, we'll, we'll have to throw a picture of you. Yeah, you can throw a yeah, picture. Something <laughs> <about> that, <laughs> my locks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you can't. You don't want to ask someone to change, and you like. I think that actually, I, you know, that is a fear of mine is bringing someone into my life. And them trying to not necessarily change me, but me willing to change too much for them. Yeah. I did that past like, oh, I didn't hunt as much because I'd watch football games with someone. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't need to hunt. Like, the wind's not perfect. You know, I was talking to my buddy yesterday morning. We were pulling stands in that windstorm, by the way. We were out at 7 o'clock in the morning because that's the time he had. He had to watch his little one after that. Yeah. So his discipline is now his kid, you know, to make sure that his he's there for his kid. But we're still going to get it done. We still pulled three tree stands before 8.15 yesterday morning in a windstorm, rainstorm nastiness. But we were just, that's what we were talking about is just getting that done. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, you know, finding people that are just going to be conducive. Yeah. And, and just yeah, willing, a small circle it's like of the, uh, like-minded. Before we recorded, you were telling me about a phone call at your buddy. He called you and was like, you know, never, never change who you are. Yeah. And I think it's in- incredibly important to never, never change any aspect of you. I mean, yeah. Like if you're, if you're with somebody like, Hey, I wish you were. Well, unless a- it's a toxic trait. Like, yeah. You know, you should probably I wish change you- doing mainline heroin. Like you should probably <laughs> stop that way. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're doing it, if <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah, yeah. No, you should stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But no, but what I'm trying to say though, is like, like for me, for example, with all the things I got going on, like I, if somebody comes in, like I'm not willing to change like yeah. like obviously there's some some small things like sure yeah if we start living together I, okay i'll i'll put a little bit more effort into keeping my shit clean yeah but or like, having to keep the toilet seat down like, yeah I, that's like so one like, thing you know, like i respect women so much i've actually ever sat on a toilet thinking the seat was down but it wasn't better than that holy crap i don't i 100 that yeah. seat's always ready to go for i do it i do it for down. myself yeah i yeah. do it for myself i live alone too i i uh you know and that, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That seat's down every time. And if somebody, like, I know when somebody else is using my bathroom because that that seat's up, I'll yell at him. Like my good buddy, I was on the phone with her earlier. One day, I was like, "You need to put the toilet seat down." Like, Why do you care? Well, I, when I, I go to take a shit later yeah. and I fall into that, it's gonna be your fault. I'm thirty six. Yeah. I'm almost thirty six, and some days I do leg day. Sometimes everything's a sit down. You know, like <laughs> heard that. Heard that. <laughs> Getting no, up's like, horrible. Yeah, you know, it's like little things like that. Yeah, change those. Yeah. Like if you have, if you're with somebody like, that don't you care quit about, podcasting or don't quit lifting. But yeah, or, like do your core values, the things you truly believe. Like do not change who no. you are for anybody. And do not expect anybody to change who they are for you because it's a, yeah. a two way street. Oh, and that's, like, that's a big thing for me is my level of selfishness at times is like, okay, you want to come into my world? That's fine. This is my world. So either you're going to accept it and probably change, you know, like, again, if you want to watch yours, a football game, a significant other, or, you know, go to certain events and stuff that I'm not going to be able to do. Like yeah. if that's really really important to you, it's not gonna work. Like, just awesome. You're a great person. Like, but what is this thing gonna work? Like, end of August through January, like it's got to be something unique to get me out of the woods. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, a great example of this for for me personally. Right now, let's girl I'm talking to. Uh, she, you know, yesterday. How do you meet? Uh, actually, th- through work. We 
that's whole, cool. whole fucking Hallmark thing. If, if oh, thing, man, that's cool. If things like, progress a bit further, I'll, I'll go and I'll elaborate. Okay, yeah, no, I, I'll I, tell you off. Dating off. websites are horrible. You're right. I'll, and, tell you off. I'll tell you the whole story off here. It's yeah. some straight up Hallmark bullshit. Trying to find an electrician, uh, trying to find uh, a female <laughs> electrician work is hard to Electricians only. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> work on that. You can build that app. You know? uh, yeah. Hey, put another display. You're right. Start building build an apps for, for electricians. Yeah. That are dedicated to bowling. Yes, four of us. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Yeah, all dudes. <laughs> but no, you right. Hey, you got no. long, long hair to shave. And oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> but no, so it's um like like I was telling her, she, my she, I've made it very clear. Like my passion is my my bodybuilding, my nutrition, all that, and I'm very very conscious of it. And she's like, well, you know, like I'm in. She's not very an unfit person by any means. She's like, you're you're a very fit, athletic person who works out all the time. You're a gym rat. I'm like, she's like, I'm not that. I'm like, I don't I don't care. Like, I don't need you to to hop on this train and do what I do. I need you to be accepting of what I do, and I need you to be supportive of it. Just as I, you know, like you don't have to do what I do. If you want to come to the gym with me and start doing it, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But I don't need that. I don't require that. Like you, I want you to do you. But I just want you to understand also, like, I'm still going to be doing this, you know, like, this yeah. is what I love to do. Now, would you, like, if she says, like, all right, well, I want to get in the gym with you, are you going to let her come into your workouts? Or are you going to, like, all right, so this is your side of the gym, this is my side of the gym, we rode together, but, like, this is, like, is it still your time, though? Like, are you yeah, going to cut her into the lifts and, like, change out your 405 on squat rack so she can squat, you know, 95? Well, and again, it depends on what she's wanting to do with yeah. it. Like, gonna, like, if she's going to go in 110% and start tracking her mark, oh, yeah. macros she's gonna, tomorrow. If she, wants, if she wants to hop in the same level, like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's if, play. But if she just wants to like come there to be supportive and be with me, like, cool. Like, hey, I'm doing this today, so I'll program and have you do these things okay. near me so you can we can still hang out. But, like, yeah. like I'm going to be over here doing my shit. And, but you can kind of come over and, and be in my life. But, you know, I, I need to, you know, it, it depends on how, yeah. how much they go. And obviously, like, I'm going to be you know, working to build the best fucking booty ever, you know? Squats. Yeah, squats, Bulgarian split squats, hips, oh, Don't bring up that video. Yeah. I mean, but I don't have an ass. Me so, neither, dude. Um, me neither. Like, it's a struggle. Like, buckle jeans do the best they can. Um, but, you know, those girls can't work miracles. No. 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 No, I can, I can dream. <laughs> yeah. I can dream. Now that I'm losing weight, though, I'm, I am getting more of an ass. So that is nice. But, yeah, but we'll see. I might I'll have an ass Perfect. I'll stand up right now. <laughs> Take my pants off. Please don't. Okay, no, fine. that's fine. fine. I mean, no. last night was enough. Hey, hey, hey. we all gotta have our fun. Got weird. Got weird. Like canceled. Yeah, but no, I've it's heard like, worse. Yeah, you're right. It'll it'll get worse. Uh, maybe I don't know. Oh, like, uh, how, I mean, we can. I can, depends on how much lube you brought. Yeah. Yeah. Make it. I mean, I I always carry at least like a squirt bottle worth of the truck. Yeah. You, Necessities, yeah. necessities, discipline is yeah. you got to discipline. <laughs> you never know when you got you know that's going to happen. So always be disciplined and carry it with you. Whether you're an electrician or a bodybuilder, you never know when you're going to need a handful of lube. Exactly. Take that as you will. Yeah. <laughs> you put the, you you do that with which you want. But yeah, it's like you know, like back to the, what we were talking about. Like it's like I'm going to be doing my thing. If she wants yeah. to join, awesome. I'll I'll bring her in wholeheartedly because yeah. that would be cool. But like I don't need her to because this yeah. isn't. What I'm doing isn't for everybody. Like I'm very extreme. Like same with your traditional bow hunting. Yeah. Like, like if you found a girl who wasn't into hunting but was supportive of you going and doing all all 
all your things like would that be enough yeah no like my my ex she did support it and like no she was great about it i mean she's from a, she was from a family that that you know her brother was actually that's how we met was through her brother her brother's a hunter and you know he gets after it you know he's he's in the whitetail woods a lot and you know he's expanding going out west now you know really proud of him for that i think he just he got did a mule deer hunt um last year and then he's i think he leaves for a hog hunt down in oklahoma here in a couple of weeks in a week oh to derail this a little bit I, I really want to go do one of those hog hunts where like knife yes yeah i want to do that so bad yeah no that's that's crazy because there's a couple ways to do it you know you can you can do the dog style where they got like i forgot to breed a dog but it's like a pit bull and like steroids Mastiff. yeah so they're bred like that but they're you know they're hog dogs and they got you know they got harnesses on to protect their necks and and those dogs are bred for and they're bred for violence yeah they're great dogs and they're, they're you know but you know that tailgate drops bullshit stops and those dogs just flip a switch and they'll be cuddling their ki- you know the kids and the next thing you know they're like let's go get a hog and that thing's like violence <laughs> and it's you know you can knife them that way and then uh, there's a uh, guys that will let you uh break they'll break a hay bale down and you'll wear kind of like a ghillie suit and then they sprinkle corn around you and you just wait for it to like come up and eat the corn and then just cut it out that's fucked. Yeah, I mean they're using like big twelve inch buoys. Yeah, you know, like that stuff. I would do that in a heartbeat. It'd be fun, and you know, I think it really fit. It's it's fun to do, um, you know. But again, um, side note: uh, anti hunters or people that don't understand it, looking in, just don't put it on YouTube. Yeah, just because we do certain things in in the hunting community. It doesn't have to be videotaped. Certain things, like you know, you don't like everybody knows people have sex. You don't videotape and put it on your Facebook, right? I was, I was right? about to say, just like you fucking your cousin Larry. Yeah, like, you don't need to put it on Facebook for the entire family to see, no matter yeah. how much they may or may not like it. You don't need to do it. Yeah, and that's and that's like one thing we're experiencing. I think overall, there's just certain things like, um, in 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 my in my world of hunting, is you know, like oh, well, you know, like they there's some stuff that you just don't video. It is. You don't, you can video it and show show your friends, but don't put it on the internet. Yeah, like because I mean, even though it's something that's normal, like my bodybuilding, my track, my macros, everything, it's very it's it's natural for me. It's second nature. I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. Same thing with like getting a deer. Like it's it's just nothing. It's, you, yeah. It's just what you do. But yeah, when you it, put you that up to. for somebody and somebody that doesn't live the lifestyle, doesn't yeah. have the discipline, they doesn't understand. It's like that's fucked up. And they're like these crazy people are out here just stabbing things yeah. and, and and gutting them alive well, like, and, wait you know if you videoed you rationing out your rice every week and you know okay well, i got my five chicken breasts or my te- you know two chicken breasts a day whatever you eat for your you know your chicken like five chicken 16 ounces yeah and then you gotta weigh out your whatever 70 100 grams of rice per so many ounces of chicken Eight ounces yeah so like somebody watches that video like i respect that but somebody's like why that's stupid as they eat their cheeseburger or they, you know, they don't understand it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not as like, there's not way they're going to try to like take it away from you. But at the same time, they're like, that's dumb. Cause that's not what they want to do. Yeah. And it's the same thing with hunting. Like the people who don't hunt, have never hunted, don't understand it. Yep. And same thing with like the firearms community, like the people, oh, like, uh, it, cause it's, it's the people that, don't know anything about firearms how they work how they operate anything about them whatsoever are the ones that are trying to get them banned the most and it's like and you know not to go too far into the whole the political side of things but it's like if you don't understand it then 
don't try to take it away from somebody who does. Yep. It, tr- take time to understand something. And then if after you fully understand it, then make your decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like, yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, that's always going to be a topic for er, forever. I mean, sadly, there's just not enough time or there's no there's no magic pill. There's not a blue yeah. pill or red pill to fix this issue. Um, I mean, there, there's a simple solution. There's some simple solutions I think we could implement. Anarchy. That would do great. Yeah, anarchy. Arson, no, um, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I get all everybody's guns. I I get them all. Yeah, yeah. come they come to me. Yeah, yeah. And you you can you can look at them. I'll make a YouTube video of me shooting them. <laughs> you can't play with them. <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know same thing with every community that you're in, especially when it, it comes to that extreme side of the discipline yeah. of it. Like, just keep it to yourself. You yeah, know, you know. Take the videos and send it to your buddies. But yeah. like when you put it up on YouTube and Facebook, just understand that you are opening it up to criticism from the world. Yeah. And there's inevitably going to be someone. Same thing with even this podcast and just how, you know, even though I'm trying to help, inspire, motivate, eventually it is inevitable that because somebody is going to try to. Someone. Exactly. Because we all have different. Well, some people just want to be upset. You're right. People just search for to be You're upset. Right. Like, um, but, you know, like in our community right now as hunters. Um, we got, uh, you know, the Instagram people and we, we, it's so easy for someone to like, just make a video. Um, there was a guy, um, he's from down South and we, we ripped, I mean, the whole community has made fun of him. Um, but he like had a guitar case on his back and he picked up a turkey off a beach, a dead turkey off the beach to some like Morgan Wallen song or something like that. And everybody's like, why? Like you didn't <laughs> shoot, no, you don't shoot turkeys on the beach. Why do you have a guitar case? Like, it doesn't make sense. Why are you, like, that's just weird. And then you had to go out onto a beach with people to see you. And they're like, look at that hunter. You literally are the billboard for us right now. And you just made that dumb video so you can get a couple likes on Instagram. Yeah. You just, or guys like, um, there's a, the Westies, uh, a lot of guys call them. But there's a, you know, they like hike uh, elk head into like downtown something like boulder or whatever and you know they're having coffee with like a dead elk you know next to them so they can get footage like there was no reason to do that that's kind of fucked up though it is it it is and it's like you know like so tangent um there's certain things that um i support but i don't want to be i don't want to see it okay there's like this you know some stuff overall there's i i personally don't want to see it but if you do that it's not hurting me Mm-hmm. So you do it. Yeah. Don't push it on me. Like I said earlier, don't push it. I'm not going to push my hunting on you. But when us hunters do stuff like that, we're, I mean, you're shoving it in people's faces, just like when there's some other people that push their stuff on, say, conservatives, you know, that lean hard right. And then there's some people from another group that want to push their, and they're like, oh, you're this. It's like, well, I'm not pushing, you know, like I'm not walking a dead deer downtown cedar rapids yeah. i don't have it on my roof i cover it up because i don't why expose people to it's it just it's just a thing just, of respect you're gonna create and common decency. Yeah, respect like i respect everybody yeah just respect me back it's just like you know and even to tie that in with like with my bodybuilding like and even though like i'm not in the my peak shape i still got a bit of weight to lose before i'm really happy but like when i'm in the gym i wear my short shorts and my douchey cutoff that says pull up not out and 
classic. It's, it's pretty based. And <laughs> but so like I wear that in the gym because that's the community that like that's cool. Yeah. So I can wear that there. I'm comfortable there. But like I'm not gonna like wear that to Target. Yeah. Because if I do, like I have my 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 like you know my jacket on. Yeah, over you top got a cover. It, you got your pump you know, cover, yeah. or whatever. And so it's like like I cover up. It's like okay, I'm now now I am out of my space. So it's like you, once you you know if you if you are on on a plot of land with your buddies, you kill the deer, you know, and you're you're fucking around with it, like because that's just kind of normal for, yeah. for whatever you know. You do some stupid shit, like that's fine, right? But then once you get out of the woods. You have to, you know, realize yeah. that. Like, I don't wear camo in public. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I used to, but yeah, like, and you know, I mean, every now and then I wear like a camo top or something because it's like an insulating layer, or like I'm gonna go out in the woods, you know, if you catch me at a yeah. gas station. But I'm not like gonna go like, oh, I'm gonna go do. I'm not gonna go to hazards and wear my camo. Like, yeah. who the hell are you hiding from? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, what's well, disrespecting? If you did, yeah. Know, so be able you to said you. earlier, you know, just devil's advocate. You're like, well, I don't care what people think. So why don't you wear that? It's out of respect. Exactly. But at the same time, well, I don't give a shit. Like I, you know, y- you do. Well, like, you don't. It, you care what people think. Like, oh, there's there's Dean's nipples in Target again. Yep. Well, because there, there's a, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> between, time to speak. <laughs> there's a difference between being unapologetic yourself, not yeah. caring what people think, and then and just, having respect yeah, for just someone having, and having respect of, of other people's boundaries. Yeah. And and there's culture. Resp- there's a lot of different respect that I think everybody can show each other. Like I. I have some neighbors that are from a foreign country and they have their things like I, I so the men don't wave to other men's women. Like my neighbor will not would not wave at my ex. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, she's just, he's just me. No, he, he can't. I said, I bet if I'm next to you and I wave, I bet he'll wave at both of us. Yeah. I don't wave at his wife. Cause I always like kind of put two and two together. Now, if her son's with him, her or he's with her, I wave at them. Yeah, and that's just it's it's, it's common respect. Yeah. And so I I I should just I should actually like write these up. I think it'd be kind of a cool idea. But I have these kind of like like uh like you know the the, the commandments of the legion in a sense, and the the these rules that I kind of uh, I think I might write up and create. But rule number one, which will always be rule number one, is don't be a dick. Yeah, simple as that. And and and, and you know going downtown Boulder carrying an um, elk head uh, that's severed and probably still dripping blood. Yeah. It's and, wrong. and having contact that that's being a dick. Oh, it's being a huge dick. And not only is it being a dick to the people around you because you're disrupting mm-hmm. the lifestyle, but you're being a dick to that animal. You're not respecting yeah. it. And and you're you're being a dick to our community. You know, like uh well, I mean, I don't know if it'd be if this would be directly relatable, but like the guys that claim natty that oh, yeah. got more steroids running through their veins than a horse on race day. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you can walk around like people know that's douchey, but also the same, I'm natty. Like you're taking it away from the guy that literally is natty. Yeah, let's talk shit about the liver king for a while because fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's like. Well, he dug himself in so deep. Yeah. I, I I know a little bit about it. I watched the interview and, you know, and like everybody, like, but like anybody that really knew, knew, right? Yeah. Like anybody like. You know, you've been in the gym for two years. I mean, you're not liver king. No, no. You're not I mean, eating liver. I've been doing this for six years. Yeah, okay, six years. You you know, you, but if you would have been on steroids, you'd be liver king. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. You Maybe know, still, like, I, well, your podcast, uh, I listened to your latest one. It's like, you can take steroids. You still got to eat, right? Yeah, you still, still got to work out. You have to put out. in the work. It's just, there's just some stuff that gets connected a little bit faster. I mean, like, in the community of people who, like, do steroids, though, he, I mean, in... Once you get past the echelon of natural, he's on the lowest end because he's a bitch. 
and doesn't put in the work of people that do, you know, yeah. steroids. Like, for example, I like like Sea Bummer, the Mr. Olympia com- competitor. Yeah, those guys are like, awesome. Those bodybuilders, like, they take steroids openly because it's part of the sport. That's part of that community. With, that's part of their discipline. They do it correctly, and that's why they're as built as they are. Yeah. I personally think Liver King looks like shit because he's a fucking loser. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, you know, you don't lie about it because yeah. we, we all know. And it makes the rest of us look bad because not only is he now, um, if you if you live primal and, and live primal life and you eat yeah. eat this and and do all this stu- stupid shit and like you eat the liver and you take all the supplements and products, you'll look like me. And I'm like, no, you can't. You cannot look. Yeah, like you me. need like a you dem need, ball or whatever. Like do all and like yeah, trend like, cycle. You need a twelve thousand dollars a month on top of that in in pharmaceuticals to be able to look like him. And then yeah. You take all his shit, do his stupid things, do his training regimen, eat like him. You take all that extra shit he's hiding from and the community. Still, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's still somewhat genetics. I mean, you still, yeah. mom and dad still had to put some stuff together for you to be something like, yeah, you know, like drugs are drugs and hard work's hard work. But there's certain people like I'm never gonna be six foot. Yeah. Well, it's like one. Thing I'm that, never gonna have yeah. 22 inch arms. No matter how many steroids I, I I could take, I it's just it's not there. Well, lucky for you, there's this thing called synthol, which Dude, is basically an oil it. bag they put in your arm to make it. Yeah, well, but why? Why? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's, it's like why. buying a deer head and putting it on Facebook saying you shot it. Exactly. Why? Literally, it's the same thing. Why? Yeah. Who are you impressing? Two people that. Yeah, it's 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 dumb, and you know somebody like Liver King, for for example, like. That's a prime example of not being authentic and true to yourself. Like, yeah. he, like he was trying to be this character, and I understand it because soul. I mean, it made money. It, it did, but oh, at, I'm like, at oh, what oh, expense? Now he's a joke. Now he's a laughing yeah. stock. He's the butt of every fucking joke when it comes it. to when it comes to <laughs> risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you fuck around. He found out for sure. Yeah. Well, there's another guy that uh, probably did defamation suits filed against you. Sorry, um, but no, there's like some guy that was like pro American. You know, be the lion. And I heard that his company was selling T-shirts that were made in China, but he was so pro-American. Yeah. And I was like, and he, he's still a thing. There's still people putting him on podcasts. Like, no, he's done. Just push him aside. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, yeah. You just, I, they're like, oh, you know, we all make mistakes. That that's fine. But he, he lied. You know, like you can't be pro-American and then like taking money from China. I mean, if anything, if you think about it, that's probably one of the most American things you can do. You buy stuff from China. Oh, there's this is fuzzy on it. That's oh. been bothering me. Floats around. Yeah, I think it's the American way though to uh, lie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. No, it is. But like you know, it's uh, jokes it's, aside. Yeah. No, I, oh, I mean you're right. Like, but you know, in your in your discipline, every discipline has their fakes that they need, they think they need to prove something to others. Like, yeah. I hunt to prove to myself that my last year or last two years of of scouting, shooting, you know, having really awesome friends. Shout out to all my friends. I got two buddies or brothers um, down in Southern Iowa. It's all I can say is they're South, they're Southern Iowa. And they opened up their home. Their families opened up their homes for me to bow hunt with them. My, my good buddy, he opened up his home to me. Um, and I've, I've been very blessed to have some really great friends and, and harvest some amazing deer because of my friends. Um, I just had to throw that in there. Um, yeah. but you know, like, but again, you know, I still got to make the shot. 
but it does help to have good friends um, in, in a community. You know, like some days, like I don't want to go to the gym. You know, your gym buddy maybe like tough shit, dude. Yeah, like I'll have people hit me up like, yo, whoa, whoa, we, you coming to the gym today? We're like, eh, they're like, don't be a bitch. I'm like, ah, you right, I'll ah, be there in ten. And darn it, I'm putting the short shorts on. <laughs> the nipples are naked. now flying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're now hard cutting glass. You right, you right. <laughs> but it's building the discipline, mm-hmm. putting in the hard work to be able to to become efficient at what you do and then not being alone. Like, uh, I mean, well, I think it's being recognized. Like, you know, you're like talking about community and and building your circle um, and surrounding yourself. People, you know, like I, you know, my one buddy is just like, well, you know, why, why why do we like, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just gonna let you know. I don't know if you're, you don't need to hear this, but like the reason why I like hanging out with you is because you're disciplined. You know, you're, you're, he's crap. He's 10 years, almost 15 years younger than me, but, you know, I see a lot of him where I wish I was at his age. Like I was partying at his age. He's home by nine o'clock. He's knocking on more doors in Eastern Iowa to find new hunting properties than I ever have in a million years. Cause he, but I was like, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get you to no homo, but rub off on me in the sense of like trying to find more ground and be inspired. And, you know, like I work on him to shooting for shooting. Like you need to shoot more. You yeah. have a you have a two thousand dollar bow set up and you shot four arrows in it in the last month. We got to work on that. Yeah, and then we do that, and then like for him, he's like, Mitch, you need to knock on some doors." I'm scared. I don't like people interaction. I don't like getting told no. Yeah. That's why I use dating sites and not actually just go up to girls <laughs> at bars. I don't want to get open rejected. Just they're just not going to swipe right. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you right. You know, but no, it's 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 building the community and, yep. and getting those people around you who can not only going to be doing this for themselves, because I think that is the most important thing is like you have yeah. to do it for yourself. You're doing it. You know, I can't remember what episode I said this. I've said it on several probably, but like if you're, if you're doing anything for your, your family, your kids, your friends, whatever it's it is, not gonna work it's not going to work long term. You, well, um, you have to do it for you. Yeah. Well, all my, so I, I, I've battled addiction and I was like, you know, I, I checked myself in for one of my addictions for my drug addiction. I, I went to my parents and I'm like, I, I need help. Like, I don't know where to go, but I can't be out there right now. Like, I got to be here, you know, and they, they helped me get the help I needed. But I had to admit it, you know, and fight that addiction, but without surrounding yourself with the right people. But I didn't do it for them because you can't do it for them. Yeah. You can't do it for anybody else. You're exactly right. If it's not in your heart to be whatever, to fight that addiction or to 110% dedicate yourself to that discipline – Oh, I'm going to go work out so I can get chicks. Well, we all know through Instagram, you don't get chicks by working out. You literally just get dudes in your DMs from the sounds of it. It's like, hey, oh, yeah. man, like, what's your diet like to have, like, you know, you put on, like, 30 pounds of muscle in the last year. And, you know, you're, you almost doubled your squat. Like, what are you doing? It's not some chick like, hey, I want to have your babies. Yeah. Like, never happens. Yeah. yeah it's just, you just got to be doing this for yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just – you know, you have the wrong, wrong intentions is like, or, you know, you're changing for someone else. You know, if you see something you need to change for yourself, you need to still change it for yourself. Not like, oh, well, she wants me to do this. Well, do you think you need to do this? Yeah. Well, it's like I said in a couple episodes ago is what I, what I tell people to do and what's something that I did that really inspired me to change myself is I, I stopped what I was doing and I just looked in a mirror and I visualized 
the most ideal version of myself and what that Dean did and who he was and how he acted and the people he was around. And who, how he carried himself and acted yes. upon others. And then how, where, and then compare that to who I am now. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's the most ideal version of me. I can do, that's all, everything that the most ideal version of me is, is achievable. I can do it. It's not hard to do. You can imagine it within, within reason yeah. it can happen. Like you, you just have to do it. So that's when I decided to start taking the steps to, to be that ideal version. And now that I'm, I'm kind of doing it, like, I'm just like, shit, that was easy. Mm-hmm. How much more can I do? And then now, now yeah. that we open new doors because you get, you get motivated by your own goals and yeah. achieving them. So, yeah, no, I, and I mean, I've done more adventure hunting in the last three years because of my buddy, Kyle, he's inspired me. I actually, he got into bow hunting, you know, listen to podcasts and he came to me. Cause I worked on bows at Pale Outdoors. He's like, Hey, you know, like I want to get into bow hunting. I heard about it on a podcast. And first of all, he's like trying to tell me how to set something up. I was like, Hey, if you want them to set up your bow, go have them. But this is how I'm going to do it. But you know, we're friends and, and we motivate each other. Like I, he motivates me all the time. You know, he's in the gym, he's hunting crap. He just got back from Argentina. And cause that's what he does. He sells hunts. Now he's a hunting consultant. I'll never do that. I like being an electrician, but he does it. He does it really well. Yeah. And, but that, that inspires me to do that and it's just it's just well he got me on my caribou hunt my mountain lion hunt he's booked my moose hunt because he's done all well he's done the caribou he did the caribou with me um he still has a he needs a cat for his super 10 but he's killed two moose he's killed like a 70 inch moose which and in, in, that's big yeah you know so it was kind of cool yeah but anyways i think that's about Close on time for this one. Is it? I it is. Know. Yeah, we, we've been going for what, what are we at? about two hour hours. forty-five. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, what if you could give any piece of advice for for the world, for anybody in your community, my community, any community? One piece of advice. What would it be? Who? Um, you got to do what you don't want to do. Yeah, I think that's, you know, be it. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym today because I'm sore from yesterday. I don't want to shoot my bow today because I had a hard day at work or my elbow hurts. I mean, within reason, don't hurt yourself. But like, oh, I just don't feel like it. I don't like doing a lot of things. I still do them. I guess so. That'd probably be it. Just you gotta do what you don't want to do. And you know, from the old adage, make your bed. You know, get up early. You know, get up at your first alarm. Just stuff like that, and you start doing that. Um, that's something I still deal with today. I'll, I'll always deal with getting up early in the morning unless I'm going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just build the disciplines, build foundations. Yep. Just be better. Yeah, honestly, yeah, be better. I, and real quick, but uh, we—that's a big thing we, in shooting. We always, uh, you know, like, oh, what could you have done different? You know, you missed or you shot a, you, know, you shot a bad shot. Uh, you could have just been better. Yeah. Or another one, just suck less. Yeah. Just, just suck less. Yeah, I think that that applies to everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at the end of the day, because everything's interchangeable. All the yeah. disciplines, like that's the coolest thing is once you're disciplined into it, into anything, it's all like it's interchangeable. You can, once yeah. you build the one thing we talk about a lot is, is once you build the foundations for yeah. something, once you are you your mental that strength is transferable. Yeah, then you can take that discipline and everything you learned and like. You know, it, tomorrow I could take the discipline I have for bodybuilding and go to learning guitar. Yeah. Because it's, it's the same. It's You have to build the foundations, the routines. Yeah. You have to be committed to what it, you're doing. 
So it's it's all the same. And it all yeah, it's applies. A stepping stones. And if you just and you look at it that way, tactically and practically, that is not this huge jump. You know, I mean, there's still I mean, there's certain limitations, but you still be the best at that sport or that guitar as you can be. Don't maybe not. I think and real quick, I don't think everybody like you know. I'm never gonna be Levi Morgan. He's a really good bow shooter. You're never gonna be C Bum, buddy. Yeah, like you're not. Sorry, but I am gonna be me. You're gonna be the best damn Dean there can be, and I'm gonna be the best Mitch there can be. Exactly, and that's all you gotta do. And be it working out, be it bow shooting. Like, don't worry about whoever the best is in that in that lane. Just be the best you can be in that lane. It's a, a saying that I have, and I have it on my my business card I gave you. But be better today than you were yesterday every day. Yeah, and that's all. You, that's all you can it's like do. One percent better. That's still three hundred sixty-five percent. Even if you're point zero one percent better, yeah. that's that's still be, being better. It's that, better than a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people don't try. Yeah, and I think it's a problem. Oh, it's a huge problem. But all right, let's get out of here with this one. All right, buddy. Get Hopefully, out there. I'll come back sometime for if you sure. Want, if you like Definitely. Me. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, get out there. Get some training in. Be better today than you were yesterday. Every day. Find your discipline, whatever it is. Get out there. Work at it and become efficient in it where can they find you uh so your instagram i think 12587 uh facebook says mitchell glance guy with a dead mountain lion in the picture but if you got anybody questions on bow hunting traditional bow hunting uh compounds anything um i always try my best to help people out uh, i may be an elitist but at the end of the day i'll still try to help you know as long as we can add add good people to our ranks i'll add so perfect Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Me. I love the conversation. And it's a, a pleasure to uh, consider you part of the Legion. Awesome, man. Look forward to it. All right. You got anything else? Nope. I'm good, man. Appreciate Peace it. Peace out, y'all.